All right, back again here, coming to you from Gainbridge Fieldhouse as the Bucks get set to take on the Indiana Pacers. It'll be the fourth and final meeting between these two teams, and there have been some high-scoring affairs in this one, talking now with Joe Ingles, and Joe's been a few, part of a few of those here. So hey, let me start there. You go against a team you've seen a number of times, and it's kind of funny this time of the year because, you know, you look at what happened last night. Boston's going against a Wizards team. They're down two of their leading scores. Boston loses that game to the Wizards as you guys fight for that one seed. Now you guys go against a Pacers team who got your number the last time you saw them when maybe you wouldn't have expected it to happen. But I guess it goes to show in this league, man, you just can't take anything for granted, can you? No, I think it's, um, I don't know what you call them, like not trick games even, but like you get towards the end of the year and <clears throat> some teams are, or I think mathematically already out of the playoffs. Some teams are like we're already in the playoffs. So from our sense, it's like you, you're trying to get healthy. You're trying to play well going into the playoffs. Um, you want to rest guys like there's a number of things that like boxes that have to be ticked and then you see yeah like a Wizards team or, or I'm not sure where Indiana are in the standings exactly but um, teams that are resting guys guys are injured or beat up and have been shut down for the year young guys get an opportunity that have sat there all year for 60 something games and they finally get an opportunity to play and and play hard they don't care who they're matching up against they don't care if it's Jason Tatum they're guarding or if it's another young guy from another team they, they're going to play hard and um, not that stars and guys don't play hard I think that gets really kind of like crossed up there but um, yeah they're free they're playing with, with no stress no pressure and um, some guys are trying to make contracts trying to make their careers trying to like it's a it's, a, it's, a, it's always an interesting kind of last like month of the year um, from our sense it's it's kind of obviously full full guns ahead like focusing on what our goal is of of continuing to get healthy um getting guys back guys that have been out of the league for for a little while and um yeah we'll continue to focus on ours and and finish out this year yeah you know you mentioned the fact that this end part of the year is tricky anyway you cut it but then you throw five games in a seven day stretch for you now you got a chance to start playing some back-to-backs here a little bit here again and kind of get those legs going um what, what, all right so take us through what's that process like when you're playing this many games in this few days how do you keep yourself fresh and you got any tricks of the trade i mean one of the things that helps probably a little bit is being on the road and not, not having um as much as i love my kids not having the the super early wake-ups and, and school drop-offs and um, my wife does a lot of the heavy lifting on that but as as the, the, the little we are home you, you try and kind of dig in as much as you can but um, I think for our obviously we've got an older an older team as well it's nice to, to get a couple of dinners get some early nights we were unfortunate just with the travel schedule of, of a few late nights which um, isn't ideal probably for an older group but um, <laughs> Yeah, you just kind of, I think for us, like it's it's not so much team practices and getting up and down. It's about getting your work in individually, um, getting getting rest, getting off your legs, and then um, being as fresh as you can for those those five and seven days and, and the, the last couple games of the year. How much more fresh are you feeling now? I mean, you didn't play that first half of the season. Where would you be otherwise if you had, do you suspect, given, I mean, maybe a silver lining of dealing with this whole injury that you were for the first part of the year? Actually, yeah. I mean, I feel feel great. I I think in the NBA, you always at some point, if you play the whole year or you play in the summer and like you consecutive years, you you do hit a wall at some point. You get a bit fatigued, and a lot of teams are good at managing that, getting your minutes down or, or not playing back to backs or, or whatever the schedule is. Obviously, my schedule has been pretty individualized with with my injury and a veteran team, a deep team. They they didn't have to play me on on 
um, certain games. So um, obviously my schedule is very led by the, the medical team and the coaching staff. And um, I've played in some back-to-backs. I haven't played in other back-to-backs. And, and um, I guess it, for me, it's kind of just staying ready. If they say you're in tonight, great. If, you, if I'm not, um, then I obviously get the bigger picture of um, and I guess the silver line, like there's no back-to-backs in the playoffs. So it's great to play as many games as possible, but we, we won't be doing that in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, it's amazing. It's coming up real soon here. And I, and yeah, before we I let you go, you mentioned a little bit of the family life, some of the things that go on behind the scenes. Now, tomorrow, you and your wife, Renee, are going to be part of unveiling uh, a quiet room. And th- this is something that I know is near and dear to your heart at Pfizer Forum. Tell folks, because I was unaware about of this myself, and I know a big part of this is awareness for you all and, and, and an opportunity to give some people some places to go who need it. Yeah, I mean, it's um, in in my world, and, and a lot of people, well, one in six kids have um, a sensory um, need and um, or an invisible disability. And for, for us, when we first got Jacob's diagnosis, what you do a lot um, as you're going through it is you... you kind of take a step back from from the the real world and you stop going to things you stop you and a part of it is obviously you're worried about Jacob and how he'll handle it um but it's a scary world like you go to a, a, a situation and you don't know how he's going to react we've had situations with Jacob where he's he's had a bit of a meltdown and I don't get embarrassed now but like it is that like it's an anxious like nervous you feel sorry for your kid like there's a lot going on and so we've um we've worked with Culture City a lot now for for years but um we believe and and i think a lot of other people that are around us and that, that understand what these sensory rooms are believe that they, they should be everywhere like it's it's not just a basketball game um there's there's airports there's museums zoos the the theme parks or whatever they are like all, all these different places where um families that have kids or, or adults with with a sensory need or an invisible disability don't go because they um, aren't sure of the outcome or, or they leave a kid behind we've been to places we've left Jacob at home where I'll stay with Jacob Renee will take Miller because Miller still wants to go and um, so we're pretty pumped today we, we, or tomorrow we were lucky Pfizer Forum already had two sensory rooms um, and they would they were worn out which is a good thing as well people people are using them but we just wanted to upgrade and make them a bit more um, a bit nicer um, and, and it's not that they weren't maintaining but it's just a over time, um, we, we added a couple things. We, we put TVs in there, um, which weren't in there, just so that if, if I have Jacob in there, I can still watch the game that I've paid money to go see, which is a, an important thing too. So um, the awareness, like you said, is, is huge too. It's not just us putting a sensory room in somewhere. We need to let people know that they're there. Some people don't know they're there. Some people won't come to a, a Bucks game because they don't know it's there, and, and having that, that access is, is pretty important. So, yeah, we'll, we'll unveil them tomorrow. Um, like I said, luckily they've already been there, so it's not as much of an unveil as, as what it could be. But, um, yeah, excited to, to share and upgrade them, and, and hopefully um, real soon we'll have to upgrade them again because they'll be used. Yeah, well, that's great. Hey, keep up the great work with everything you guys do in the community and on the court. I mean, you're such a valuable addition to this community in Milwaukee, too, for all the things you guys do. But appreciate that. Good luck in everything you're doing. Thank you. All right, that's Joe Ingles. We're going to step aside, come back in a moment. This is the BMO Bucks Radio Network.